Oh, sweet heavenly lord. Charles, stop it. Fight the Riley. Fight the Charles Nelson. Stop it. Welcome to the Harland Highway, which does not rhyme with Riley. Stop it. Um, hey, today we are going to be uh, having the Harland Highway question of the day. It involves your vehicle, the vehicle you drive. Very interesting question of the day. Also, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about the success of the rock band The Police. Very interesting. I, I have a theory on how they shot to stardom, what, one of the methods they used to uh, you know, blast through the stratosphere with all their hit songs. Um, we're also going to discuss what you're hearing right now. Yes, my voice. I won't say any more. I'll, I'll let you hear it as we get into the show. I'm sure you can detect it in my voice. Um, and then towards the end of the show, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm going to get all scientific on your ass. Yeah, it's not even going to be comedy. It's, you know, we all want to know what the El Nino is. It's all we hear about. El Nino this, El Nino that. Would you pass the El Nino, please? We're all out. Can I have some more in El Nino? We're going to discuss and get you up to speed on what El Nino is at the end of the show. This is the Harland Highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? You're listening to Harlan Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face and a reason why? Oh man, what do you expect? The guy's a chigolo, man. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. You just don't turn it off. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harlan Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money's worth, believe me. You know who this is? I think you do. It's not that funny. You know who this is. You know this song. Here it comes. Wait for it. Yes. Okay, that's all we need to hear right there, right there. I want to talk about, I hear, you know, I'm one of these guys that channel surfs, okay? When I drive in my car, I channel surf all the time. I just constantly go through the dial looking for a song that I like. And I've noticed over the generations, that's right, decades, I've noticed that the police get a lot of airplay. And in particular, they get a lot of airplay right out of a commercial, like a radio commercial. And I started thinking about it, and I realized, aha, yes, the police give good head. And I don't mean that in the dirty way. I mean that the head of their song, the tip of their song, the opening of many of their songs, plural, are just so damn catchy that I think DJs and radio stations love them because they're kind of rocky, but they're kind of mellow, 
They're kind of catchy. They're kind of unique. They're really crisp. They're really clean. And I think they reel listeners in. And when you listen to the whole song, you know, the songs are really good. They're not, you know, a lot of them aren't great. They're really good. But it's that opening. Listen, here's here's another opening. It just sucks you right in. A police opening. It's so good. You just you can't help but it's like, ooh, yeah, if you're driving in your car. It's like it's something about moving and the wheels turning and that kind of music. It's mellow, but it's rocking. It's cool. And I, and I wonder if the police, in all their brilliance, did it by design. I wonder if they planned it. I wonder if they were like, guys, guys, all, all we really need here is a really hot opening, like a really good lick, and uh, radio stations all over the world will just play us in the United States and the United Kingdom everywhere. Just a, just those opening few beats, those opening few bars, just boom, we got them. We reel them in, and then, you know, we just fill in the rest of the song, right? I mean, come on, man, listen to this. Dun, 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 dun. It's too good. Such a hook. Just that bouncy, bouncy beat. Oh. I mean, these guys are masters. I don't know if there's anyone else. Maybe the Stones had some cool, like, but I don't even think the Beatles had the hot licks that, that the police had. I mean, these guys just. Oh, it's just so it it sucks you in, and like I said, I'll I'll like kind of get through the opening, and then I kind of lose interest in a lot of the songs. But that's not to say they're bad songs. I just the the the, the intros just killer. Stop. It's one after the other, after the other. Shut it off. I can't take it. Shut it off. Shut it off. Shut it off. I can't take it anymore. It just went. And, and here's the thing with these guys. Just when you think you've heard them all, you're like, okay, okay. That, that's the last one. That's the last. That's the last time the police are giving me head. Boom. Check it out. to stop this this segment could just go on forever and ever and ever i mean it never ends these guys are the masters these guys are the masters at giving head song head
I mean, good Lord, it's just, it's almost uh, erotic. No, I'm serious. Roger, stop it. I, I can't take any more head. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying that. Who, who, what, what man says that they can't take any more head, but I, I can't take any more song head. Congratulations, police. I, I think you figured out, uh, on top of being a great and talented band, I, I have to believe that somewhere in, in, in the, uh, the back rooms of the studios, you guys must have gone, man, let's just get that opening lick. And we're going to skyrocket to the moon, baby. We'll be walking on the moon. Okay, 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 okay. Enough, enough about the police. Um, I, I think probably it's time for the Harlan Highway question of the day, Roger. Don't you? I, I think we're we're overdue for a Harlan Highway question of the day. Hit hit the theme, Roger. The Harlan Highway question of the day. Okay, here it is, and I, I think a lot of you can relate to this one. Um, does the stuff in somebody's car? tell you who that person is. You know what I mean? Like when you when you get into somebody's vehicle, into their car, or their pickup truck, or their submarine, or whatever they drive, does all the stuff hanging around kind of tell you who they are? Does the cleanliness of the vehicle tell you who they are? Does the change in the ashtray holder tell you who they are? Do the, do the papers sticking out of the the little compartment in the front tell you who they are to the to the used coffee cups tell you who they are to the to the the little trinkets stuck to the dashboard tell you who they are to the to, does all the stuff piled in the back seat tell you who they are I think I think it could if you ever if you're an observant person I think the the junk and the stuff and the keepsakes in people's vehicles is very revealing like if I were to dissect my own car, in the back of my uh, in the back of my car, I've got a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, I got some clothes. I've got uh, racquetball stuff. I've got running shoes. I've got racquetballs. I've got racquetball rackets. I've got racquetball gloves. I've got racquetball glasses. Um, and in the front seat, uh, in the little compartment between the seats, I got all kinds of receipts. For drive-throughs, not because I save receipts, but you know when they, when you get your change back from the drive-through, they hand you that stupid receipt, like you need a receipt for a six-dollar cheeseburger. But I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to throw them out the window and pollute, so they always end up like in the middle of my thing, my console. And then I've got change in the middle. And uh, in some vehicles, I used to have little toys and little keepsakes from road trips. Um, 
There's usually some kind of junk food wrapper, like an old cup from McDonald's or a Coke can or a chocolate bar wrapper or, you know, a half-eaten bag of uh, bugles. So my, my car gives you a little insight into my eating habits, which, which might even give you insight into my state of health. But then I offset the, the, uh, the, the junk food. This is where I could, I could win you back. You go, oh, this guy, this guy just eats crap. Why would I date this guy? He's going to be dead by the time he's 32. Oh, wait a minute. What's all that gym stuff? Oh, Okay. He plays sports. He's athletic. Okay, I guess I'll guess he'll maybe he'll live to forty-two. I don't know. And then, do you, do you ever feel weird about change? Having a bunch of change in your cup holders or in your ashtray? Sometimes, uh, you know, I, I keep it there because it's handy. But sometimes I feel like people get in my car and go, "Who's the cheap wad? What have you been panhandling? What's with all the change, dude?" What do you drive around the city looking for vending machines, loser? So that's a little weird. And there's always you ever notice there's always the one cold, wrinkled up French fry down by the seat, you know, in the wedge between the seats or on the floor, right beside the little track where the where the uh the, the seat slides back and forth. There's always that one McDonald's French fry. Just laying there all crinkled up and old. But it refuses to go moldy because it's from McDonald's. So it just, just sits there like a little lost puppy. Um, and then there's the stains. There's the telltale stains. You know, there's the coffee stains. There's the soda stains. There's the saliva stains. Did you spit out your window a lot like I do? I've got like splatter stains on the on the rim of my, uh, you know, after I roll the window down. I know, it's disgusting. I like to spit out the window sometimes. Stains. And, and then you look at the dust on the, on the dashboard. Some people have like just layers of dust up there. And you go, well, this person can't be very clean. Why am I in this person's car? I'm probably going to catch some kind of bacterial infection. And then sometimes you get gunk on the steering wheel. And then the worst is the smokers when you, when you see the ashtray. Oh. You see the ashtray and it's full of butts and then the car stinks. Some people put the little air freshener thing and hang it down like like that's going to eradicate 700 packs of Marlboros. So it's very telling, you know. And sometimes there's even more stuff. You know, like I have work stuff in the back of it. Sometimes I have my, my little briefcase with my laptop back there. Sometimes I have papers from auditions. I have, I have artwork when I've been drawing have directions, you know, I've printed up directions to meetings. There's a lot you can find out from the paperwork. It's always a napkin somewhere. Very interesting. So the Harland Highway question of the day, and I'm not even going to get into seat covers and the stains on the seats. That's a whole different category. That's like, that's like CSI stuff. 
But the question of the day, the Harlan Highway question of the day, can you figure out who a person is by the inside of their car? The Harlan Highway question of the day. The Harlan Highway question of the day. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. Rice All right, enough stalling. Let's just get it out of the way. You you know I've been hiding it the whole show. Let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, my voice. Do you hear it? Do you hear the 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 flu voice? Do do you hear the uh, the the uh, nasal flu cough, sneezing, hay fever, SARS voice that I have? I know it's horrible, and I, I'm not really sick. I, I actually went to the doctor today because I've I've been coughing a lot, and uh, I was like, you know, I got to go see him, and and I had to make sure it wasn't like a virus or anything like that. And uh, fortunately, I checked out. He goes, it's just all related to allergies. You know, he looked he looked down my throat with the popsicle stick and made me say, ah. Does that does that seem a bit archaic to you? That whole practice, you know, given Obamacare and and the, the radiation machines we have and X-rays and uh, you know uh, leukemia machines and uh, you know cardiac arrest defibrillators and uh, laser surgery, all this modern stuff, and your doctor still goes. I'm going to stick this piece of wood down your throat and just say, ah. I don't know. It seems like something you'd see at Pioneer Village or something. What what the hell is that doing in modern-day medicine? I mean, you go into your doctor's office, there's all, these, all this equipment, all these, uh, you know, things to monitor your heart, your pulse, and check your blood pressure. Look down your in your ears with a machine, up your nose, into your eyes. And then they pull out like a, you know, someone like someone had a popsicle or a fudgesicle in there or a creamsicle and left a popsicle stick laying around, a jumbo one. And old uh, Doc McStuffins there. Okay, Harlan, we need to determine why you've been sick. For over a month. Now, we're, it's a, this is an important test. Are you ready for this? I, I'm not sure if your insurance will uncover, uh, will cover this, but this is a big test. Uh, I guess so, Doc. Okay, open your mouth, stick your tongue out, and go, ah. Uh, and I'm going to shove a popsicle stick down there. Oh, but made of wood. It's a little odd, but this is what the guy did. He, my doctor looked down my throat and... He, you know, these guys can pick stuff off. He was able to determine, you know, nothing was uh, viral or bacterial. He goes, yeah, it's your allergies. He goes, you have allergies? I say, yeah, I get them all the time. He goes, it's, that's that's what it is. It's kicking up. Your throat's irritated. It's causing you to cough. And there you go. But now I'm stuck with this voice. Do you hear it? Do you hear the, you could hear it right from the beginning of the show. I was, I was trying not to draw attention to it. And now, like an idiot, I do a whole segment on it. What am I? What am I, the kid in high school who doesn't want anyone to see his zits? 
and goes, hey, everybody, look, I got pus-filled zits on my face. Would all you guys from the football team come over here and pick on me, please, because I got zit face? I don't know why I'm telling you, but I I am. So I'm the idiot telling you that, that I got, you know, nasal hay fever voice. And we all get it, too. You know, even the girls. Even the girls sound exactly like me right now. They can't hide it. And part of me wonders, is is this a sexier voice for me? Is this is this a cooler voice? Does this bring my my decibels down a few uh a few meters or whatever the terminology is? Does this like lower my register? Does this does this make me more cool like Snake Bliskin from like Escape from New York? Call me Snake. Yeah? Do I sound that cool? Like Snake Bliskin? Do I, do I, do I? Find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. 24 hours, huh? I'm making you an offer. Bullshit. Straight, just like I said. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Get a new president. We're still at war, Pliskin. We need him alive. I don't give a fuck about your war. Or your president. Or your president. Do I sound anything like Snake Pliskin when I've got no... I know I I'm like flu bliskin. I'm like mucinex bliskin. I'm like SARS bliskin over here. I'm like mucus crusted on my lips in the morning bliskin. I'm like snake blistex is what I am. Oh, God. So I, I hope you guys are okay tolerating my my sick voice. But hopefully, you know, I'll ride it through the weekend. I'll get better. And I'll just sound like golden and crisp. Like, not like Snake Bliskin, but like good old-fashioned. Oh, Charles. Oh, oh, Nelson Riley. Oh, Charles. Oh, oh. Rice a-roomy. All right, I want to I want to end today's show in a very unusual way. It's a little bit science geeky, but I think it's something that might be bothering all of us. Have you been watching the news and reading newspapers and being online? All, all we're hearing about is El Nino is coming. El Nino, El Nino. It sounds like a Mexican drug lord is coming. But what it is, it's this crazy weather system that happens, uh, you know, every twelve years or whatever it is. And it affects the whole planet. And I keep hearing it, and I'm always wondering what the hell it is and what it does. And for the first time ever on the uh, Harland Highway here, I'm going to end the show with a little bit of uh, geeky uh, weather news information. So once and for all, we can all understand what the hell an El Nino is. Because he's definitely not a Mexican drug lord. So here I'm going to play a little clip. It's about uh, three, four minutes long. And it tells you uh, what it is, what it does, where it comes from. It clears up the whole thing about El Nino. And so that when it hits us this winter, you'll be all ready for El Nino. And when your friends say, what is happening? What is this El Nino thingy? What is, what is this El Nino business? What's this El Nino business? Does that, can anybody tell me? 
And you're going to go, well, as a matter of fact, I listened to a podcast called The Harlan Highway, which 99.9% of the time is completely retarded. But uh, I did learn uh, what the El Nino is. So everybody gather around, buy me drinks, and here we go. What is an El Nino? remember 1997-98, you probably remember the media storm surrounding that year's El Nino. People talked about it all the time. It was huge weather news, mainly because it was the strongest El Nino in decades, and there were a bunch in a row, which is really rare. The name El Nino traces back to the 1600s, when the fishermen off the coast of Peru noticed warmer water usually appeared around Christmas time. They named it El Nino, which means little boy or Christ child in Spanish. How that water got there, however, is kind of crazy. In a normal year, the trade winds blow from east to west, blowing the warm surface water on the Pacific Ocean with it. These winds create a kind of hill of warm water on the Asian coasts. That leaves the deeper, colder water to backfill on the west coast of the Americas. Basically, the temperatures of the ocean and the atmosphere around the east-central equatorial Pacific have a huge impact on weather patterns around the world. But sometimes these temperatures fluctuate in a cycle known as the El Nino Southern Oscillation, or Enzo. In an El Nino year, for some reason, the trade winds are super weak, so they're not pulling that warm water over to Asia like normal. Because of the warmer Americas, the trade winds weaken even more, causing the ocean to warm even more. That oscillation continues, causing wetter winters over the southeastern United States and drier weather in Indonesia and Australia. It also increases hurricanes in the Pacific and lessens those in the Atlantic. La Niñas are the opposite of El Nino. The trade winds get really strong, you get the colder waters in the Pacific. Guys, this is a lot. It's a house of cards. When one thing changes, this whole weather system goes nuts. These Enzo events cause lots of problems with flooding, cyclones, food production, snowfall, and so on. I mean, the water raining down on the Americas has to come from somewhere, right? Thus, Australia will likely see a terrible drought this year, and India will probably have a lessened monsoon season, meaning less food production for both countries, while America gets a wetter winter. This is not good, and these Enzo systems can go on for more than a year. The link between global warming and increased Enzo levels is still being checked out, but a study in Nature climate change says that global climate change is going to cause more of these events and they will be stronger. I've seen questions on why we haven't invented weather controlling technology yet. This is why. We just started to understand how this whole process works like 30 years ago. The events happen as part of the natural interaction of water and wind in the Pacific Ocean and thus can be monitored and predicted so governments can prepare. The National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration used to maintain 70 buoys strategically placed around the oceans. I say used to because thanks to recent budgetary limitations, they can no longer afford to maintain them. Therefore, NOAA's network of oceanographic weather information is breaking down. So there's that. It might not be long until El Nino catches us by surprise, and that would be bad. And before you ask, no, we cannot control the weather. To do that, we'd need to control ocean temperatures. And due to the amount of water in the ocean, we would need to harness all of the energy created in exploding 400,000 20 megaton hydrogen bombs and channel it into heat. If we could do that, we could heat up the Pacific by choice, but then we'd have to cool it down again too. So seriously, don't get your hopes up on that. So what is an El Nino? Basically, it is a cycle of warming and cooling that affects the weather of the whole planet. It's nature, bro. So there you go. El Nino's just nature, bro. Um, 
I love the way they, they that they named it after a little boy or a Christ child. That's like you know that that's a pretty tough little boy that uh, you know flooded my whole street, made my house slide down the hill. Thank you, Christ. Thank you, oh sweet Christ child, for making my van slide down a mountain on a on a river of mud. Thank you, oh Christ child, little boy Christ child, for letting me watch my neighbors wash away down the street in one of your El Nino floods. So anyways, like I said, odd way to end the show, but I I, I hope that, uh, you know, finally clears up all your El Nino questions because you're going to be saturated in it in just a few months. It's going to be it's going to be right at your doorstep. It's going to be in your soggy backyard. You're going to be wondering why it's such a crappy, rainy fall and winter. And there it is right there. It's nature, bro. Uh, hello, it's El Nino is nature, bra. So there you go. I'll leave it right there. A little science shoved down your gullet here on the Harland Highway. Um... And uh, if you want to uh, get away from the science, um, and you want to get uh, you want to get back into um, you know the comedy, well then I uh, I suggest you get your sweet ass to the uh, the comedy works tomorrow night in Denver, Colorado. That's right, the comedy works in Denver, Colorado. I will be there live. What a great club. What a great city. I'll be there live Friday, October 23rd, Saturday, the 24th, two nights only. It usually sells out pretty quick. So please get your tickets. You can go to my website, harlandwilliams.com, and uh, you will be taken straight to the link for the uh, Denver, Colorado Comedy Works Comedy Club. Great food, great comedy. It's going to be a blast, man. So I hope I see you out there. While you're at the website, check out uh, the store. You can order all kinds of goods from the web store. You can do all kinds of things at the website. You can uh, write me on the contact uh, link, or you can call me and leave a message on my voicemail, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. The number is on the website, so you can uh, go there and check it out. And please uh, give me your feedback on last week's show. Uh, we played uh, my new podcast, Let's Have a Fight. And uh, I'd love to hear what you guys thought of it. And if you like it, uh, please sign up for the premium membership at the Harland Highway app. Available in your app store on uh, Google, Android, or iTunes, Apple, uh Future episodes of Let's Have a Fight will be exclusive to um, to uh, premium members, um, which uh, pay like a twenty year twenty dollars a year for uh, for that podcast and all the uh, archived uh, podcasts that I've done over almost seven hundred plus a lot of other bonus stuff. So check it out the Harland Highway app. But call me. Or uh, write me and let me know what you thought of the new podcast. Let's have a fight. Um, And that's it, man. There's no more fight left in me. Um, I hope you had a good time here today. Go clean up your car. Put on the radio. Listen to some police music. 
And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.